Here I am. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that a dog clapping? How was how that even possible? Hey, welcome. This is Words with Ali. I am your host, Ali Sievright. And uh, on this week's episode, I'm going to say some words on life lessons. But more specifically, emotional damage door, you see someone that you know and they ask you how you are and you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand now life has all of its trials and tribulations and challenges that we must all go through and you know overcome and uh, along the way we learn very pivotal lessons that you know we give the common name life lessons and uh most of the time it's because of very painful experiences like a a small child will learn not to play with the stove after they burn their hand and it's because they burnt their hand that they understood that like yeah you know playing with things they don't understand have real consequences or someone you know going on vacation and uh you know they're in like the tropics and you know, they're having a good time, and then they see some guy riding a horse, and they're like, hey, I want to go uh, hang out with the horse, see what the horse is doing. The horse is giving them a look. It's like, hey, you can approach me, but, like, at a certain angle. And, you know, the person, you know, approach him from the back, and a lot of people know you don't approach a horse from the back because they're very skittish, and they're like, hey, yo, what you trying to do? Huh? You trying to touch my butt? You trying to touch my butt? And, you know, they'll get kicked. You know, we'll just get a swift kick in the face and they'll they'll learn from that. It's like, hey, I can't be approaching a horse like that again. I lost all sense of smell and three quarters of my job. But I'll, I, I know from then on, I'll never do that again. Because <laughs> even something small that I remember from when I was a kid, uh, we used to do like these um like big crab boils and shit. And uh, my pops would uh, go to the market and get, like, like a big-ass bag full of crabs and then spice up the water, scotch bonnets, all sorts of other seasonings. Some I don't even know what he put in there, but it was a lot of shit. And he'd just dump all the crabs in, boil them, and then we'd all sit down at the table and, like, we just, like, slowly pick apart these blue crabs, get, like, tiny morsels of meat out of them, and then dip it in like this nice melted garlic butter and just fucking ah oh, just get greased it's fucking amazing and um i remember this one time i was asking my pops it's like hey could i uh you know handle one of these crabs you know i want to i want to hold one see what it's like and he's like are you sure about that and um i was not sure about that i just like hey i, I want to see what they're like I, they seem pretty nifty i want to pick one up and uh, so uh, he told me to grab it from the back, you know, and I did. It was pretty chill. I'm just holding it. It's chilling. It's like I'm looking at the crab. I'm like, hey, what's up, crab? Crab's looking at me. He's like, hey, uh, what's up, dude? What you what you doing with my homies there? Where where's Glenn? Huh? What 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 happened to Glenn? And and Martha, where where's where's Toby? And I'm just handling him while he's slowly just building up with rage. As he sees his friends going one by one into the pot. And um, I, I lost uh, concentration for a second. And I didn't notice that uh, 
this crab did like a little flippy thing with his arm. Uh, and this motherfucker just pinched the shit out of my finger. With all his might. I was like, you took my family. You took everybody. And I, I can't replicate the sound I made that day. But uh, let's just say it was a high pitched squeal. Uh, coupled with my arms flailing and me trying to fling this crab off of my finger. But that motherfucker had that Kung Fu grip on lock and squeeze that shit. I, I probably even still got a scar on my finger from that. But like, fuck, man, that was fucking painful. And like my, my siblings were laughing at me. My pops was like, oh, what are you doing? You can't be doing that with the crab. Put it in the pot, man. Stop playing around. I'm like, I'm not playing around. This motherfucker not letting go. And I'm looking at the crabs like, hey, man, you need to let go. He's like, nah, man. You paying for this. You killed my whole clan, motherfucker. I'm going out. I'm taking you with me. Hey, yo, get him, you hear Jerry, me? Fuck him up. Yeah, crab gang. Yeah. Okay. What's up? What's up? I got that crab kung fu grip, sucker. I, I ain't never letting go. I ain't never letting go. Yeah. But, the, yeah, the crab eventually, um, his arm came off, and then we just tossed him in the pot. And then after that, it was quite easy to remove the claw and uh, threw that in the pot as well. But uh, from that day on, I didn't uh, ever handle uh, blue crabs again with my hands. I always use tongs or I wear gloves that are thick enough so that they can't, you know, pinch my fingers. And, you know, that was a very painful lesson, but it was a good lesson to learn. Because even uh, another time, um, uh, we used to go to Marineland uh, a lot when I was a little kid and... Uh, We'd frequent uh, a lot of the attractions and um, see the whales, you know, the little petting zoo area, go on the rides. I didn't really like a lot of the roller coasters because, like, I wasn't good with, like, a lot of motion and shit. It made me feel queasy, but, like, I still still went on some of the rides. Um, Now, they had, like, this, um, what'd you call it, like, arcade ticket. It's like you play games, like a games area, I guess, and... um, it was very crowded this one time we went, and uh, I sort of got split up from my, my family a little bit, and I ended up um, pretty much drifting and walking by myself in this super crowded theme park, and had no idea where anyone was, and I was just like f- fucking scared. I was like five or six at the time, so I, I, I didn't really have a good sense of direction, and uh, I was just basically just going with the the flow of the crowd and just moving wherever the the main body of the crowd was moving, hoping to find, you know, uh, a familiar black face. (laughs) And, um, yeah, this, uh, older gentleman approached me and he's just like being very friendly. And I was like receptive to it because I'm a little kid. I didn't realize there's creepy motherfuckers out there that abduct, abduct children. It's a nice little stutter there. Um, (laughs) And, um, yeah, he's being like, you know, all super friendly, asking me a whole bunch of questions. It's like, where's your family? It's like, is is your family nearby? Your parents nearby? Where's your dad? And I was like, oh, I'm just chilling, man. I'm, just, you know, I'm out here trying to play these games. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I got I got a whole bunch of tickets. It's like, you want to have my tickets? I was like, yeah, sure. You give me free tickets? Thanks, motherfucker. Damn. You know, this shit costs money, right? Thank you. And I'm just I'm just grabbing these tickets from this man. And then he's like starting telling me, he's like, 
hey, you, you know, I got I got some more tickets, you know, uh, over here, you know, just follow me. I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. But then again, I'm a small child. I don't know. So I'm basically following this guy and apparently he was leading me out out of the park into the the parking lot area. And uh, my pops, with his keen eagle eye, fucking caught a glimpse of me and fucking started... Bo- like, when I tell you, I've never seen my father move so fucking fast in his life. He's a big fella. And this nigga, this motherfucker, he's like, boom, boom, like Usain Bolt swiftness. I was like, oh, shit, what's happening? And he's running. And then this dude starts running. And I was like, wait, does he know him? Are they, do they got beef? It's like, what's happening? Was was there a rap battle that happened somewhere? And they're trying to settle the score? Like, what's good? <laughs> and this, this dude fucking dipped out of the fucking park into the parking lot, never to be seen again. And my pops chased him as far as he could. And, like, I guess he lost him. Because it was very crowded, man. But yeah, he came back to me and he's like looking at me. He's like, "Are you okay? Did he touch you?" I was like, "No, he just gave me. Am I holding these tickets?" And I'm like, "He just gave me these." And he's like, "What's wrong with you? Never go." I'm like, "He just went on a whole lecture, a whole ass lecture, telling me he's like, you know what they do to kids? And they're like, blah blah blah. You could have been adopted. You could have took you. You never know where you've been. And like, you could have been dead right now." I'm like, "Oh shit! Holy shit!" Emotional damage. Like, I was, I was like, holy shit! I literally, like, I, I fucking became extremely self-aware, and I was like, yeah, I can't let that shit ever happen again. I, yeah, that was a fucking mistake. I made a fuck. I fucked up. I fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. And yeah, from that day on, I never interacted with a stranger again until, you know, I got into the days of uh, doing like Tinder and shit when I was, you know, well into adulthood and uh, learned many more lessons along that timeline. And uh, yeah, never, never got uh, lost again in a crowd. I always stuck by my parents when I was a kid and uh, made sure, you know, if... uh, if I wasn't, if I couldn't see them, I'd make sure I'd find them and uh, stay near them. Even though I was a kid and like, you know, you want to drift off and jump around and do kid shit. I always had that like thought in the back of my head. It's like, yo, I ain't trying to get snatched. Because, <laughs> yeah, I was a cute kid and like cute kids, uh, they're the first ones to go. Uh, it's not a it's not a good uh, it's not a good time for cute kids. Now that the pain I felt from that was more of uh, an emotional pain, and uh, understanding that um, the the amount of suffering I could have been placed in because of my lack of awareness was uh, baffling. But I also like to think about this one time, um, uh, my ex, like uh, when we were first dating, she she said. Uh, she suggested this, like, hey, I want to do something explosive. You know, I want to I wanna have some fun. I want to do something explosive. like, And, like, literally when I heard that, I was like, oh, fireworks. <laughs> and, like, fuck. It was such a dumb idea. Mind you, I, I, I haven't really handled fireworks that, that much back then. So, like, 
I did not know the proper etiquette for lighting fireworks, let alone um, setting them up. Uh, some of them require what is called a mortar because a shell is, it looks like a little uh, ball with a wick out of the top. You're supposed to light it while it's inside the mortar and then it'll blow up and then the mortar shoots it up into the air because it's basically a fucking small grenade that shoots pretty lights and it's hot. And um, I procured uh, a large amount well, at that time, a large amount of fireworks for a small display just for her. And, um, you know, I proceeded to light uh, these small sparkler ones that, you know, you just light and you just leave them on the ground and shit. And we're having fun. We're laughing. You know, there's a little bit of alcohol involved. So um, a little bit of a, a lack of uh, foresight when it came to handling the larger fireworks. And, uh, you know... Uh, I should have asked the fireworks because like, you know, I, like, you know, them like fireworks dudes that set up out of like a those white vans with like a, a fucking ghetto ass sign. <laughs> like they don't they don't really tell you how to handle the fireworks. It's like, hey, don't kill yourself. It's like, yeah, that's pretty obvious. But like, <laughs> I probably needed a little bit more instruction than that. And um I bought the, cause I, I asked him, I was like, Hey, you got like big fireworks. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I got these, uh, big shells and you know, um, and then he showed me these like ball things and I was like, all right, I'll take like three of those. And, um, I lit it and, uh, I had no idea you had to put in a mortar and I kind of just like threw it on the ground, like 10 feet away and, um, just standing there. 10 feet away from this fucking basically like a live grenade just looking at it, and she's looking at me smiling and all shit and i'm just like yeah this is gonna be this is a good time and when this motherfucking thing exploded it was a fucking light show i got hit i i don't even i was surprised i still had an afro because like that shit was hot it hit my jacket like a whole it burned a hole through my jacket, hit my pants, burned holes through my pants and shit. Luckily, I was kind of in front of her, so I kind of shielded her a bit. But, like, I got fucked up. <laughs> I got fucked up. I was like, oh, shit. This isn't supposed to do this. Like, why the fuck did this? Like, it just, this is a bomb. Why the fuck? This nigga just sold me a bomb. <laughs> is this legal? I'm like, I got like burn marks. I still have burn marks on my arms from that. And it's like, fuck. It was a fucking thing. And she's looking at me. It's like, holy shit. And like one of them, another one exploded. Cause I, I lit multiple. And like literally it hit me again. I turned around. Luckily it hit me in the back. And it didn't really go through my clothes. And like, <laughs> the funny thing, like it hit me. And like, as soon as it hit me, I let out like this large, like fucking fart. It's like, like that. And then, um, she kind of gave me the nickname, uh, Black Thunder. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, I ended up burning her dress a little bit. And, um, yeah, it didn't go as expected. But, uh, from then on, whenever I, I lit fireworks, I knew the, the proper etiquette. Even with Roman candles, I used to hold them in my hand and light them. Because, like, back in the day, like, in my area, there'd be, like, uh, like Roman candle wars, like, and like sometimes people from like different areas is like come here and just like 
And they'll catch people on the street and say, hey, yo, he lacking, he lacking, yo. Pop his ass, pop his ass. And they got like a 13-shot Roman candle lighted, just chasing the motherfucker down the street. And it's like, oh, shit, he got him. I think I think my, uh, my cousin, he got hit in the back of the head one time. And I remember he had like this massive bald spot in the back of his head. And uh, <laughs> and he had a big afro and I felt so bad. I'm like, damn, they fucked your shit up. <laughs> and like literally when I think back at those times, like you couldn't be outside at like certain times because you just get caught motherfuckers they were indiscriminate they didn't care you could have been walking a tiny puppy and they still shoot at you with them motherfucking things <laughs> anybody can get it these streets were ruthless and like the next day we'd see just the ground littered with the the carcasses of the roman candles just these cardboard tubes just littered everywhere and some of them still had, like, um, I guess, like, the black powder still in them. Because, like, some of them, like, when you buy them in bulk, you're going to get, like, a few that don't fully shoot all of their shot. And it's like, yeah, sometimes it could still, you know, pop off something. But, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a war zone out there. And I'm sure a lot of people learned the same lesson I did after they got hit with the motherfuckers. It's like, hey, these aren't playthings. These can leave, you know, permanent scars on you. Especially if you're aiming it at people, but like, you know, you need to, you know, handle because they're explosives. So you need to handle them with care and, you know, light them properly. Use the proper apparatus. And um, I've seen like some people when they lit their Roman candles, they'd carry like a five gallon bucket filled with like dirt or sand. And they'd put it in that and then light them off and like walk away from it. And I was like, huh. You know, that's a really safe and, you know, efficient way to light your fireworks. And literally, like, <laughs> not even 50 feet away, motherfuckers holding these shit with their hands just shooting it in the air. I'm like, all right. I mean, both are, you know, they both work. They serve their purposes. But, like, one of those motherfuckers going to slip up and, you know, catch one of them fucking flaming pieces of, like, black powder to the face or something. It's just bound to happen. It's just dangerous. But I, I ain't going to be the one to rob them of the experience of learning that life lesson. You know, because that's, uh, you know, part of growing. That's why they call it growing pains. You're growing through the pain. <laughs> and like, I can't not talk about you know, what happened at the Oscars for a second at least. And, like, you know, Chris Rock, he's a comedian. He's known for, you know, making very funny jokes. Very, he has some great shows. You know, I love I love Chris Rock as a comedian. And uh, he said a very, what he thought was a lighthearted joke. He didn't, I guess, uh, know the whole situation with uh, uh, Jada there. And, um, you know, made a bald joke. And she didn't like that. And Will was laughing at first. He's like, oh, that's, you know, shit, I'm going to put on a, a face for these folks, see what's happening. And, uh, you know, and then uh, it didn't sit right with Jada, and he, he saw that. And then, he you know, he walked his way up to the stage. And he's like, you know, he's walking up to Chris Rock, and he's like, hey, let me tell you something. 
Let me tell you something. And, you know, he just smacked him across his face. Bop! And I was like, damn. I wasn't even walk, watching the Oscars like that. And I was like, shit, I'm going to watch this shit now. Because I was just hearing about it. I'm like, oh, what? Will Smith hit who? At what? Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a moment in history. And I, I guarantee you, uh, <laughs> Chris Rock will keep Jada's name out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, then again, he might throw hands, you know, because he's from he's from Best Eye, you know, do or die, Best Eye. Like, man's, man's can't just get smacked like that and not do something. But like that's a whole that's a whole other thing to get into though. But um you know, pain is a a fool's teacher. And a fool is a wise man's teacher. Because the wise man doesn't experience the pain himself to understand the lessons. And that's something we should all take into account. It's like we don't always have to go through pain to learn the lesson. No. There's so many different life experiences out there. And we don't have to delve into that shitty shit ourselves. We can literally look up like, oh, what happened in this situation? And understand that, oh, you do this, you get that kind of outcome sometimes. Maybe it's a good idea, you know, to learn how to avoid that. You know, that's just like, I would say it's common sense, but like a lot of people would rather experience the thing themselves and then truly get a... Because, yeah, with experiencing it, you get experience. And, yeah, it's good to be wise and have a good, broad understanding of how things should work, but, like, at the same time, not experiencing it yourself, you don't really have that visceral understanding of how important that lesson really is. Like, sure, we know not to poke a beehive with a stick, but, like, if you poke a beehive with a stick and you get stung, you're going to really know not to poke a beehive with a stick. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's uh for everybody to perceive and do as they wish. And, yeah, to be frank, like, me, myself, like, I spent a great deal of time just avoiding pain in general. You know, I didn't risk a lot of things that I should have risked to obtain new things. I didn't open myself up to certain experiences because I, I didn't want to, you know, be vulnerable or put in a spot where I could be hurt. And because I did that, I robbed myself of, you know, great experiences and, you know, great growing moments. And avoiding the pain of that made me avoid growth in general. So, for everyone out there, and anyone struggling with um, trying new things or trying new experiences and being afraid of failure or suffering or pain, that is a part of life. Trying trying to hold it off, try to put it off as much as you want is going to lead to a different type of pain later on. So it's better to just go on, move through it, embrace embrace the feelings of it and and grow from it. 
And as we grow, we can pass on these life lessons to others and share those experiences. That's what makes us uh, a community. That's what makes us human. We try to enrich other people. I'm like, yeah, it's a good thing to do. So yeah, get out there. Do life. Break your heart. Fight that motherfucker that called you a bitch that one time. Actually, don't do that. Uh, You might get arrested or something else. Motherfucker might have a knife. I don't know. Um, He seemed kind of shifty. You know what I mean? Like, he he had a look in his eye and, like, just catch him on a, a dark night or something with a stick and see what happens. But anyway, I want you all to just, yeah, try some new shit. I'm going to try some new shit, too. But, uh, yeah, we's out here and we's about to get everything. I don't know why I said that, but, um, take care and, uh, yeah, peace.